0: Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. Zwift is interval workouts, training plans and massive online group rides made fun. Because fun works and fun gets results. Fun is fast. Go to Zwift.com to try it today.
1: Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Uh, before we start, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cycling central or logger rides with a friend at Zwift joining me. Or actually, I'm joining him because uh, we are in Balat and you drove me up here because I broke my foot. Mike, how are you? You're, you're
2: doubly welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it is my hometown. And yes, I chauffeured you up. And, uh, you know what though? I packed mine, you saw them on the roof. I packed my skis yeah. and my winter gear. Yeah, because you knew, you yeah, knew. I knew,
1: man. It's only mid-November. The snow doesn't clear up in Ballarat until at least December. Just to set the scene, we are at uh, the Federation University. We are divided, thinking: Is it going to carry on raining, or is it going to start snowing? This is that point of the weather. We it's are. it is crazy. What's, weather. What's Look, so we, we say in Melbourne four season in one day. That's four season in one hour. I'm going to get political, controversial
2: climate <laughs> change people. Two Ooh. words: Ooh, take that, <laughs> take that. <laughs> is that even a debate? So is yeah. even a, like, it's not, a debate it's not. It's not. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, anyway this is yeah. not the subject of this podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, we are here because we are uh, at the launch, the media launch of the uh, Road Nationals, which are once again in Ballarat, in the, the cities of Ballarat. So we will cover this uh, today. As Ballarat boy, um, you must be still very proud for your hometown, your city, to to be such a host for such an event. Yes, I am, and. Look, no
2: matter what I say, I guess it'll come across as being biased. I mean, I haven't, and to be fair, for people who don't know, I haven't lived in Ballarat for about thirty years, but I was born and bred here. But it is, it is an amazing event. And look, on what the discussion always comes up, and we will get more into this later. But the discussion comes up constantly. You know, should it? Is it time to move? Should it be shared around the other states? Until there is a really viable option, uh, financially, um, logistically. Available, they always should stay in Ballarat because it is the perfect spot and it is a great course. And I know this constant debate that it's too hard for the sprinters. Last time I checked, a few sprinters have won around this well, course. Well, last year, last
1: year, sprinter won exactly in, it, in a men's elite race. Last yeah. year, the sprinter won. And, and, yeah. and yeah, there's no reason why. I mean, you know more than me, but Robbie McEwen's won. He, he was a rubbish climber. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean is, this course is so so different in, yeah. in, in his in his in his way that. Anything can happen. on Yeah, you've, it's, you've it's dynamic. On it's
2: dynamic. It really is. And I've got to say, it is one of the most exciting races of the year that we commentate on or cover, um, you know, both in the men's and the women's. Um, yeah, no, they, 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 they do a really good job of, of promoting the whole event.
1: So before we uh, actually dive in and, and, and try to, to talk to some of the dignitaries and some of the athletes here, uh, one slight comment. What's up with the bachelorette, Micah? What's up with the bachelorette? You weren't, no, no, that was off limits. No, it's not off limits. That was off limits. Bachelorette, what's going on? What are you talking about? You know, (laughs) let's set the scene. Okay, you set the scene. I was talking to Maka the other day and he (laughs) said, mate, I got to go. I'm being pulled in because the family's got to watch the bachelorette.
2: (laughs) What's going (laughs) on? All right, so now I'm about to throw my 18 year old daughter and my wife under the bus, big time. I'm there trading messages with you and my lovely wife, Susan, as you know Susan quite well. She's like, stop messaging Christoph. Tell him we're watching The Bachelorette. <laughs> she, I don't think she listens to the pod, so no, I'm okay. hopefully safe. So don't, don't people, don't judge me, okay? <laughs> I was outnumbered in the lounge room, and she, I was pulled in. <laughs> okay, okay.
1: Uh, one last question before we we start talking uh, with uh, the mayor. I think the mayor is actually uh, He's waiting, waiting, wait, yes. waiting for us, but. Uh, in a year where the Olympics are coming, 2020, how important is this, do you think, for all of the athletes to perform really well in the national championship? Because the year is going to be long. Yes. And, and on top of what they normally do, once every four years, there is the chance to go to an Olympics. And, and how important is this earlier on in the season?
2: It's important to a degree, I think, for the individual time trials, the individual events, um, like the time trials, I should say, are, Super important. So you get a national champion in the elite men, women, or the para-athletes, they're putting their hand up big time for that number one spot in the time trial at so the, the Olympic they, Games.
1: Yeah, they, they were not getting de facto, but at least they are getting a look and a serious yeah, look at.
2: Yeah, big time. Whereas the road races, not as much. And the way that, look, I'm not across every little fine detail of the selection process, but it's not just one race, obviously. And as we said, it's six months later is the Olympic Games. So to hold your form from January, you know, and there's a lot of bike racing in between. But it is important, and you can certainly put your best foot forward uh in in january here
1: absolutely okay he's been waiting for us uh and surely he can't wait any longer i'm sure uh is the mayor but i've been telling her joining us How are you
3: yeah great thank you and it's pretty exciting to be here today around this uh, again the launch for the the road for 2020
2: now uh mayor i've got to say I'm, I'm having a dig already and i can do this because i was born Th- and bred this do. is <laughs> what i do you see i was born and bred here the weather. What's going on? It's mid-November. It's I reckon it's about 8 degrees. I'm sure I saw some snow on Mount Bunningong as we drove in up on the highway.
3: Well, it was a few years ago in, in November. We actually did have snow in November. And then about uh, two weeks later, it was 40 degrees. So that's what we get in Ballarat. We get all seasons at nearly every day. Uh, but one thing we know around that road, Nats, so I don't think we've ever had a day that's been bad. It's usually been quite warm. And that's what adds to the challenge of this event is to the weather. So we've got the challenge of the mountain, but we've got the challenge of the weather. So I think uh, it's something that we've got to embrace as Ballaratians and, and people I think accept that's what we have here in Ballarat some great weather and we've got some sometimes not so great weather
1: Let's talk about the commitment uh, from, from the city itself because uh, you know we hear a lot of no- especially us we hear on the social media a lot of noise why, why is it Boninian again why is it Ballarat again but people might not realise how much you guys invest in it and how, how big the commitment is it's not just putting a race on a Sunday there's a lot more no,
3: This has become a bigger event than just one race it's a, it's a week long of events and you probably heard that where we're starting starting on the Monday, going all the way through to the Sunday. And and what we want there is actually that that commitment as a cycle city. Uh, and that's what we are in Ballarat. We are a, a city where we want to embrace cycling and not just one event, but many through the whole year. Um, but I think when it comes to, to Ballarat and Bunnyong, it's the course. Uh, it is a different course. Some people might not like it because it might not suit them as, as elite riders, but it's a challenging course. If you want to be the best in Australia, um, come to Ballarat, come to Bunnyong race, and that shows you you are the best in, in, in your trade and in your craft as a cycle list.
2: And now you've been you've been in your new role for 2 weeks. Do you do you sit back and say okay, let's just leave it status quo at the moment or are you already sort of sinking your teeth into this event and looking and with your team looking at okay, how can we take this up already or do you let it play out because Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the contract uh, ends at the end of this year or 2020 I should say. Yeah.
3: So what right now um, well actually for a fair while we've been in negotiations uh, through for the next three years after this event. Um, We think it's critical for us from an events calendar in Ballarat and from a cycling calendar as well Um, and we want to keep it. So we're putting what we can in uh, and again mindful of of its ratepayers' money so we've got to do best best value but we think it's a critical event for Ballarat Uh, so uh, we're negotiating hard with Cycling Australia, with uh, Victoria government to ensure that it stays here. But something that Ballarat needs to do is also demonstrate that we can run a good event and, and partnering with GTR, who, who runs it, I think we do that really well. Uh, if you were around last year, the community's been really engaged, uh, even with a movie in, the, in De Sosa Park, which brought uh, hundreds, nearly 1,000 people there, yeah. which is just what you want to see is the atmosphere. And this year, again, um, changing the course again with the time trial, doing things differently, bringing in more events, uh, bringing in uh, Ability, Para. It's just made a big difference to the event as a whole, over the last probably three years, it's kind of had a big change. And I think we can still do better and better each year.
2: Is there, so you're in negotiations, is there much competition from other states? Because as Christoph mentioned, you know, we hear the murmurs and the people saying, "Ah, oh, Victoria again, why do they get it? And I guess specifically Ballarat. Do you know if there are other cities around Australia that are that are putting in a bid for it?
3: When uh, you know when you when you do any type of competition or anything like that, you focus on what you do and what you've got to offer, and that's what we focus on is what we've got and what we've been able to demonstrate over the many years. And it has been what are we, only talking twelve years, I think it is. Uh, it's a long time, um, but we do it well. We get better and better each year, and that's what we want to do. We're established here, community gets behind it, uh, Victoria, Australia gets behind it, uh, and the races again. If you want to be the best, Mount Banyon's the best uh, test to do that. And if you're going to wear that uh, jersey, then uh, why not do here in Baniol. Thank you, Mayor.: Thank you very much. Cheers.
1: And Maka, we are. We are fortunate. Look at who's just popping in into the podcast.:
2: I oh, know no, this. You know what? They actually saw us and came over. Hannah McDougall, Grace Brown, welcome ladies, and welcome to a nice uh, dreary Ballarat day.
4: Quite standard, I believe. Hopefully, Ooh, though, come January. I know, controversial. <laughs> but hopefully come January, it'll be uh, beautiful and sunny for the, the national champs.
1: That course, what do you think of it? And and also, Ballarat as, as a whole city.
4: I think the course, it's going to be super tough, which is awesome it's going to be technical for us as well Uh, so for paracycling sometimes to be honest you don't always get the most interesting courses but this one you've got everything you've got hills you've got descents you've got cornering so you've got to bring your whole game to the course Uh,
2: and you said it's uh they've designed it a bit in mind with tokyo sort of quasi similar is that fair comment
4: definitely fair comments so when we are looking at Tokyo and the Fuji racetrack it's pretty much either up or down there's a little bit of straight but not a whole lot so it's a really good opportunity for us to showcase what we can do and put a be- our best foot Foot forward for selection, which is good because I always have some spare feet with me.
1: <laughs> uh, Michael, I think you have a story with Grace, which you, you saw. No! That, yes, you did. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't have a story. Uh, I, I can't believe it. You. Okay, all right, I'm going to tell us this.
2: Tell us uh, uh, yeah, tell us how you feel about this. Story. Yeah, oh, she well, she was laughing. She thought it was hilarious. Yeah, no sympathy. I, I saw Grace on Q Boulevard. For those of you who do know Cube Boulevard in Melbourne, it's a seven kilometre. It's a very demanding strip of road. I thought, oh, beauty, there's Grace Brown. I'll turn around and say g'day. She was 100 metres ahead of me. I chased her and she just disappeared off into the sunset. Grace, what was going on? Did you actually see me and thought, stuff him, I don't want to talk to him.
5: No, actually, I was just on a recovery ride. Um, probably <laughs> sold into the wounds. <laughs> just pushing a hundred watts. Um, yeah, no idea why you couldn't catch
2: me. <laughs> I'm sure you turned off a side street. Watch me go past, giggling. That's that's my theory anyway. Now, all right. Now I'm going to put some debt on you. You haven't checked out this course yet. The TT course, reigning TT champion, but you're going to. Pretty soon, I imagine.
5: Yeah, my plan is to uh, go and check it out after today's official events. Um, I probably should have done it before the media release. uh, In the interest of time, I'm doing it afterwards.
2: What is your focus? It might be a silly question because you are the reigning TT champ. What's your focus moving forward for the Nationals but also in your career? Because your career as a cyclist is still relatively short, I guess, in the context of cycling.
5: Yeah, so like nationals is always holds meaning for us as uh, professional cyclists and we want to do well and um, obviously have the national jersey but because of how the season is, you can't come into January in your top form and expect to hold it the whole way out. Um, and next year obviously is Tokyo um, and a lot of people – wanting to get on the team for that including myself and the time trial isn't actually my best ticket into the tokyo team so uh, yeah it's not my biggest focus for for the year but
2: uh, i was gonna say for hannah it you were saying before it sort of this is a nationals are super important i guess for the national title but more so for Tokyo
4: yeah it's um, as we're talking about MACA it's very similar to the course so a good chance to prove to selectors that you do have it <laughs> uh, and then for me it's definitely the focus on the time trial um, the road race at the Tokyo Paralympics I'm combined with the C5 so the girls above the class above uh, so I'm racing essentially uh, f- fully AB body. she's missing some fingers and everything um, so unless I kind of maybe put a bit of a rocket ship in my leg, um, which you know is maybe the next design, but don't tell the, um, the officials <laughs> that, uh, then it's for me, it's the time trial that's that we're really focusing on to put that best foot forward.
1: And of course, you were in Yorkshire for the World Championship. And, and how was this? Because from, from our point of view, it was just an amazing event, the the crowds and the atmosphere. You had a bit of the weather as well.
4: <laughs> yes, I did not need to swap sports to swimming, which was delightful. Uh, we actually had 21 degrees sunshine. And for myself as a paracyclist, um, in all my time, I've never, ever had a race like that. Uh, the organization um, like hats off to them. And then the crowds were just absolutely insane. So you have all of these scattered country towns and your point to point race. um, And they're they're going mad. And um, we have the TV crews following us. And because I was behind Dame Sarah Story, who's one of their national icons and heroes, um, got a fair bit of coverage just by sitting behind it. But it was also a really tough course. And then um, coming into the finish line up that hill uh the crowd was five deep roaring their heads off um and i was racing with another uk girl at the time and it was really satisfying to actually finally get a bit of a sprint and get her in the end
2: (laughs) so they've set the benchmark yorkshire in terms of for para-athletes 100 percent. that was
4: um like i know glasgow will be absolutely amazing so i'm just working on kip for 2022 uh to to bring it to the table as well
1: yeah true and 21 degrees in the UK, it's barbecue weather. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. And again, we are very fortunate. Uh, Maka, we've got two of the uh, other athletes that were, that were here today. Uh, we've got Nick and Sarah.
2: Yes, well, uh, welcome. Although, Nick, you should be welcoming us to your dreary Ballouette weather.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we've uh, put on a good day for you here today. It's uh, just stopped raining outside, actually, which is a relief. Uh, but yeah, it's not really a fine spring day here.
2: No, but it, it changes quickly though, doesn't it? And we're talking to the mayor and he said for some reason it happens in January. The road nationals is generally actually quite good weather and on occasions, quite hot.
0: Yeah, well, it's usually one extreme to the other. So today it's 12 degrees and raining and I've had a bit of sunshine and rain while I've been out riding. But um, usually it'll be to late December, mid-December, it jumps to the other extreme. We start getting the 40 degree days <laughs> in the blistering sun so um yeah it'll be interesting to see what road nets next year produces but most likely it'll be a hot day i'd say
1: sarah last year short of amazing or just amazing uh you you won pretty much everything last year how do you go into this year's uh, championship
6: yeah i'm really excited i'm not putting too much pressure on myself because yeah i know that was just an unbelievable ride last year and everything went perfectly so i'm just hoping to Continue. I step up into elite racing, and I'll give it everything.
1: How was the year wearing that jersey? You had, you had a multiple choice actually, jerseys. Uh, but how was the year for you wearing that jersey in the roads of Europe as well? I believe.
6: Yeah, it was amazing. I got to race over in America for eight weeks and then, yeah, Belgium for four weeks. So it was incredible to be able to pull on the green and gold overseas.
2: And uh, Belgium, what do you think of Belgium? It's one of my little favourite places in the world. What was the racing like? And describe to us for that, what, what was it like racing there?
6: Yeah, it was definitely like nothing I've ever done before. Just wet, muddy, like 200 people, people yelling at you in weird languages and... Pushing you and yeah, it was crazy. It, it, it sounds
2: awesome. <laughs> Wet, muddy, and people yelling at you. How how do you call that fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: it's funny how that's fun, but I loved it. I I really want to go back there next year.
1: So Nick, you were on the under twenty three last year, and now you're going with the Inverted comma Big Boys. How does that feel?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. The uh, the race on the Sunday always draws a pretty huge crowd. Um, being my hometown, it's something pretty special to be able to race nationals. In my hometown, in front of a home crowd, a um, bit of a home ground advantage,
2: I guess. <laughs> how much do you, in all seriousness, train around the course in the lead-up, and with science that comes into that has come more into cycling over the years with power watts and everything? Are you doing specific efforts up that Mount Bunyong climb? How, mu- how much do you do?
0: Um, yeah, so I usually try and avoid Bunyong for <laughs> about at least ten months of the year because I know for that. Uh, 11th and 12th month in November and December Um, I'll spend four or five days a week out here Uh, and usually in the uh, few weeks leading up to it Um, and in the past years I've actually done this where I go out and ride 16 laps of the course um, and go up race efforts up the hill every time and then kind of keep just a a full race simulation more or less with a few of the other local riders around here so in a way I guess I've been training for the elite race for the last few years anyway uh, so yeah definitely get sick of it come road nationals and once that race is done I don't come out here for another 10 months.
2: <laughs> Sarah's just like she's just like you're crazy what's going that's mad isn't it? She's, she's
1: whifting all the time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm
6: jealous that you get to do it that often <laughs>
2: yeah. How, how did you how did you train for because as Christoph mentioned and it was you talk it down but it was an incredible ride and I'm sure you know that but Was it just sort of you came in cold and I guess you didn't know what to expect, you had no expectation on you, and then suddenly, bang, you produced an amazing ride. How do you approach this year's one? Because you will have a bullseye on your back, you realise that, you won't be able to just go up the road, so how do you change your mindset for this year's road race?
6: Yeah, I know it may be a bit harder to get in the early breakaway this year, but I'm lucky my aunt and uncle live on the course Uh on the hill, so I have been coming here as well, (laughs) and I'll be here this weekend doing lots of laps, so um, yeah, I'm hoping that I'm prepared enough to step up and yeah, hopefully have another good race.
1: Thank you for popping into the, the, the
6: podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: Cheers. Thank you.
1: There we go, my cat. that's good, so good to have the athletes uh, around us. I mean, Grace as well. She was gracious in a way. Uh, she mentioned, you know, as a, as a joke about her recovery ride. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think she was <laughs> half serious, <laughs> but in more seriousness, uh, the injuries she sustained. I mean, we, we can't see it on the podcast, but the injury on the arm, which was actually happened with a, a disc break. She believes, uh, four ribs smashed. Yeah. Uh, Pretty serious. Yeah, she
2: she did have a serious crash, and and look, she didn't even talk it up too much. No, she post. was still conscious. She said, of "Yeah, life. yeah, yeah." But she, that's why she missed the worlds in Yorkshire, so she was disappointed with that. And back to that, you know, the Olympic year, uh, it's a big. It's going to be a big year for her for sure. And you know, you heard her say, uh, you know, her ticket, her best possibility probably is within the road race,
1: which is which is very interesting. Actually, coming from a reigning. Uh, TT. TT champion, yeah, that's know. true. It's very true. Uh, last question on the on the on the nationals. You have been a, a national champion, and I know you you're going to correct me, but I don't think you wore the jersey because of uh, some timing issues. I had about be, a month <laughs> to wear it. <laughs> uh, be, being a national champion, as you, you've been a national champion. I know uh, I haven't. So, what does that mean for is, a rider? Is, yeah, is this some sort of you know a quest you need to reach a level uh, you reach? Is it validation? In it's your a,
2: career? I think for any athlete, for any cyclist. And because of the way, you know, a national champion in cycling, you wear this coveted jersey. And we know in the sport of cycling, it's all about that that special jersey, like the yellow jersey, mm-hmm. like the rosa in the Giro d'Italia, um, like the World Championship, the, the Rainbow Bands. And yes, the national championships of respective countries is is, you know, one of those jerseys. So... Yeah, it certainly is. It's a bit of a tick-the-box in your career, I think. And yes, I'm very lucky, even though I only did get... I think I wore it up and down Beach Road once or twice <laughs> on easy rides. I actually did finish third on this course. Um, and Actually, it was quite a few years later. So I was desperate to try and win it when it became an open race that I could yeah. wear the jersey for the year. Um, but you did a no-Sprinter's could win. I know, and I didn't... And it was it was actually Matt Wilson who won from a... And again, it just shows... That was back in, I think, 2004 he won, and he went in a breakaway on the very first lap. Big break of about 20 riders, and we never caught them. We caught most of them bar, I think, one or two riders. So it just shows the versatility of the course and the rider. Matt Wilson was not a sprinter, was not a climber, but he was just a bit of an all-rounder, you know, a very good rider. So... No, it's a, certainly a tick the box to to win the national title.
1: Absolutely, come January, I think I'm sure the weather will turn up a lot better, um, and and I'm sure we'll have a good time in in and around the city of Balat. In any other news, uh, Macad has been uh, two actually major news uh, we need to mention uh, or we want to mention uh, this, this week. Uh, the loss of uh, one, I'm not going to say the last true living French legend of cycling because uh, we still have Bernardino. Hinault, uh, but Raymond Poulidor passed away. Uh, and I think, I'm not sure in, in Australia, and I'm not demeaning or, or degrading anyone, but I'm not sure people realize how much of an impact Poulidor had and how, how, how big he was as a, as a popular I mean, I just want to say a number, 17 pages in the newspaper from top to the page 18. So 17 pages on Pulido.
2: It's incredible, isn't it? And look, I will confess, I didn't know as much about Roman Pulido either. I didn't know all about his CV until you know, the last couple of years and you've obviously been a massive fan of him and you yeah. you see him at the tour and you're like, wow, there's Roman Poulidor. And I'd go, so what, there's Bernard, you know, yeah. there's, you know, there's Greg Lamond over there working for TV. But the guy, the but guy just to he is a legend.
1: Yeah, to put it in perspective, he rode against Jacques Anquetil, another French legend which passed away a few years back, but he rode against Jacques He never won the Tour de France, never wore the yellow jersey in the Tour de France. And 10 years later, he rode again Eddie Merckx yeah. so he had those two guys five and five to the, that's ten Tour de France against him was it a bit
2: like in say say like current uh, era of tennis when you've got you've got Djokovic yeah, you got and you've B4. got Federer and yeah. Nadal and yeah. anyone who wants to try and win a major
1: yeah Stan Wawrinka yeah in there yeah. he's like well yeah he's won three he's like, major he's like B grade <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's the thing like Stan Wawrinka is a good, yeah. is a good uh, although he won because um, actually Polidor won a lot of races but he never wore the yellow it's never incredible. wore one day yellow and he podiumed Oh, how many times? Eight times or yeah, seven something times? something like this, yeah. At the Tour de France. Yeah, a full career of 18 years. It's uh, He's incredible. won so many races, but not the Tour de France and not a single day in yellow. And I, having said this, when you spoke to him uh, at the time, and I spoke to him actually at the time about this, uh, he said that he also knows that he's part of his legend. He knows that he actually built his legend around yeah. being this eternal second. Yes. You know, the battler, the the, the fighter. Uh, and, and
2: we all love, I was going to say, we all it, it, it's. I think it's proven in sport, especially or in, in life in general. We all love the underdog. Yeah. Don't, don't we love seeing the underdog get up? We love the, you know the, the um, uh, the, the Stephen Bradbury. You know yeah, the, exactly. the, the, the speed skater. Yeah. He was in fifth place. He was going to finish in fifth. Oh, they all crash. He wins gold. <laughs> we love that story. And Raymond Pulido, I think, is a little bit like that. And I, I listened to another interview with him from ASO, from mm-hmm. the Tour de France organizers, just in the last twenty four hours. And he said, oh, people always said, oh, door, the unlucky one, the unlucky one. I was the lucky one, he yeah, said. exactly. And so I think he, he so ate up every second of his career
1: and every second of his life. And I
2: think and And also
1: what needs to be understood is that he came in an era where I said there was Jack Hong yeah. and, and Eddie Merckx. But yeah. those two guys were machines. Yes. They were machine guns. They were, you know, so precise about the craft of cycling. He was farmer, yeah. the son of a farmer, yeah. which just basically brought his back to school and found out he was good at it. He always remember where he was from and the roots. And I think in France that sort of true, so show the true grits yes. uh, about, about the man. So yeah. this is why today France is in proper mourning uh, with the loss of a champion. Even though we knew he was 83, we knew he was not well, it still came as a shock. And then again, 17 pages in the leading newspaper. It's and,
2: huge. And you sent me a picture of not just L'Equipe, but Every other, effectively, yep. major newspaper in France, front page yep. pulley doors. So it just shows – and look, it's not surprising, but it, it's good to highlight it. It just shows where the sport sits – In France, compared to in Australia or other countries around the world. Yeah, in
1: popular culture. Uh, Having said this, in Australia, we lost a a true legend as well. And this should not be uh, underspoken because he was a true legend.
2: Yeah, really sad in the last, what, 48 hours. Uh, Kieran Modra, the legend, uh, para-athlete, not just in cycling, but in swimming as well. Multi-medal, gold medal and, and other medals at Olympic Games, World Championships. Yeah, tragically, we lost him uh, in an accident in South Australia. And uh, look, a few people I know, I didn't, I'd didn't, i never met Kieran Modger, actually, um, but I do know a couple of people who piloted for him and I saw their posts. And uh, yeah, really sad. I think when it's, when it's close to home, it, it does affect you all a bit more. Mm-hmm. And when it's, you know, in the sport that we all love, the bubble that we're in. So yeah, there'll be a lot of people really hurting out there, I think, around the country today. So our thoughts go out to firstly his family his close friends and all the people that supported him around the world and uh yeah, a real sad loss.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for joining us, Maka. I think we will end this podcast on, on remembering those two true legends of the of the sport. I would say thank you for joining me. You know, um, Thank you for driving me up uh, to Ballarat again. Uh, well, again. I've still got to get you back, so don't thank me just yet, pal. Oh, you're bringing me back <laughs> yeah, as well. I've got to take exciting. you home. <laughs> That's right. No no problem. My pleasure. Thank you. That's for all the miles I'm doing, or Kilometer, I'm doing it to the front. So. <laughs> <laughs> this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast all the way from uh, Ballarat, from Federation University. Before we go, let me remind you that you can uh, don't Download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash central or log a ride with our friend at Zwift. Until next time, it's now.
0: Before we go, a quick shout out to Zwift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. With training plans, interval workouts, group rides and a global community to motivate you, level up and become a stronger rider. Give people a ride on and you're sure to get one back. As together, you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training.
2: Go to Zwift.com today for your free trial.